Hey everybody, Dalton from the Steam Machine Podcast here. Before we get started today, I just wanted to let everybody know that today's audio might be a little different than normal. Um, we had to call on Audible, as we will mention in the episode, because our good buddy Ryan had a family emergency. And luckily, our good friend Chris was able to fill in for him this week while we talk about Doki Doki Literature Club. But given the circumstances, Chris and I were having to share one microphone for doing the episode and some of the audio might be a little quieter than normal um but we hope that you still enjoy the episode things should be back in the swing of things here normal soon um and if not well we'll figure it out from there as always we thank you guys for listening we hope you enjoy the episode Hey everybody, welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me this week is not who it normally is. It is not our buddy Ryan as usual. Um, Ryan had a bit of a family emergency this week. So to fill in for us is our good buddy Chris. Say hello to everyone. Hey everybody, how you doing tonight? So this week in filling in for Ryan, me and Chris dove into Doki Doki Literature Club. But before we get to that, there is one thing that I would like to bring up that I know um, me and Ryan were both looking forward to that I wanted to bring, and that is that Serious Sam 4 was released. And uh, I don't know how much you know about this game, but they're uh, touting that there are moments that you can get, if your computer can handle it, up to 100,000 enemies on screen at one time. That's a lot. Yeah, it's it's an insane amount, dude. It's It's more than I can even comprehend. So, like, I'm thinking it's just going to be, like, almost like a bullet hell, in a way. Um, and also, full disclosure, it is, like, I don't know, going on 3 o'clock in the morning here. Uh, we've been up all night uh, burning down and playing some games. We've been uh, finishing up Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, we were going to try to dive into two different games this week, but circumstances uh, prevented that from happening. So... Let's go ahead and dive right into it. Now, um, going into Doki Doki Literature Club, you knew nothing about it, right? No. All right. So I'm going to assume that most of our listeners are the same way. So I will start off with what Wikipedia has to tell us about it. It is that Doki Doki Literature Club is a 2007 American freeware visual novel developed by Team Salvato for Microsoft Windows, Mac operating system, and Linux. The game was initially distributed through itch.io, but later became available on Steam. The story follows a male school student who joins a school literature club and interacts with its four female members. The game features a mostly linear linear storyline with some alternative scenes and endings depending on the choices the player makes. While the game appears at first glance to be a light-hearted dating simulator, it is in fact a metafictional psychological horror game that extensively breaks the fourth wall. Now... When you first jumped into this game, you were kind of looking at me like, the fuck do you have me playing here? And I don't feel like that that thought ever really went away for you. It just morphed into like more of a, why am I playing a dating sim to what the fuck have you got me playing? Yeah, I um, really enjoy the uh, horror aspect of things, movies and whatnot. Um, first glance at it, no, it was not something that me, myself, I would probably just you know, jump into, but, um, giving it the chance and the storyline kept me intrigued and the, the, the twist, you don't see them coming I mean, out of the blue. You don't see half the stuff that you don't expect, but it, it was good all in all. Yeah. So let's talk about the storyline a little bit. So when you start off, you, uh, you get to name your character. It really doesn't matter what you choose and you, are talking about going to school and every day you have to wait for your friend who is apparently is the most annoying person in the world to you, even though it seems to be one of your good friends, um, Sayori. And, you know, you guys have some banter back and forth and you guys go to school together. She asks you um, if you've thought about looking into any clubs. Well, she says that she is the vice president of the literature club and they are looking for new members. So if, if he could just stop by... That'd be great. 
So your character very begrudgingly is like, oh, God, all right, all right, I'll come by. She, Sayori's like, there's cupcakes. You're like, all right, I'll go for cupcakes. I'll go for cupcakes. So you meet the girls as you go. The club leader, whose name is Monica, um, and then the fellow members, Yuri and Natsuki. Yuri, um, tall, dark hair, kind of a, a brooding type, seems like the type of girl who would uh, sit in the corner and read her book and not really talk to anybody. Yep. Um, Natsuki, kind of a younger girl. Um, I think she's a couple grades below you guys, or maybe one grade below. Uh, but she has a thing for manga, but doesn't like to tell people, because apparently that's like a shunned upon thing. I remember in school, for me personally... If you liked anime and stuff like that, you were lumped into this group of people. And it didn't matter if you watched it while smoking a bowl or if you watched it like and then went to school dressed as Naruto and ran like Naruto and talked like Naruto. You were all lumped into the same group together. And I say that because there was a kid that went to our school. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Chris and I went to the same school together. And there was a kid who dressed like Naruto, ran like Naruto. Yeah, anyway. He, yeah. he was never late. Never. Believe it. <laughs> so, uh... I done lost my goddamn train of thought. Uh, so, you're, you're meeting the character. She's into manga, and you tell her... You, you bring up to Sayori that you like manga as well. Or, I'm sorry, not Sayori. You bring it up to Yuri. And Natsuki's ears perk up a little bit. And But she's pretty much a bitch to you at first. Like She's very like, oh my god, you brought a boy way to kill the vibe. You know what I'm saying? And so, at this point, how are you feeling when you meet the girls? Like, what were your first thoughts of them? Well, when you meet the first one, um, I believe it's initially put out that it's basically like a, uh, it's it's been a growing up lifetime friend. Uh, Somebody that you always basically, I believe you walk to school with. Yeah, Sayori. And stuff like that. And uh, she was already a part of the literature club, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, she was the uh, she's the vice president, and um, you know, so you go to it, and yeah, you, you kind of get yourself into something quickly, and uh, you you join in quickly and everything. Uh, meeting the girls and the characters could definitely could definitely relate to them at different standards and different ways, um, but just not knowing which one to. To really talk to and to try to fill out first, that was the most confusing aspect of trying to read them. Okay, I can understand that. Um, when I when I first dove into this game, I was immediately drawn to Yuri. Um, she is the type of girl that I tend to like. Uh, pale skin, dark hair, tall, long legs. You know, it is what it is. Um, and then there's Monica, who's very... It, it, your character even says Monica's like the popular one. She's pretty, she's athletic, and way out of your league. So she's not even one of your choices. Um, Natsuki, like I said, she's kind of bitchy at first, but she seems like me. She's just got like a hard shell. And then your buddy Sayori is freaking adorable, but your character, like I said, pretty much seems to not like her. Thinks she's very annoying. Um, you continue to go to class. Uh, you guys are, uh, assigned poems. Uh, Monica asks you all to write a poem when you go home. And that leads to one of the little mini games. In fact, probably the only little mini game in this game um and it is the poem writing and they give you a list of words and there are three little chibi versions of the girls uh right there on the side of the screen and when you choose a word one of them will jump for joy so basically you're trying to figure out okay these types of words make natsuki happy these types of words make yuri happy and as you play the game it becomes easier for you to choose those words and make the person happy um i know uh, i watched you play through this whole game um, so we'll talk about your playthrough and then I'll bring up some of mine. Um, I know that your first poem, uh, really impressed Sayori. And, uh, that's interesting because my first poem went for Yuri. Uh, once I figured out that, you know, the words affected how they were reacting over there, I was pretty much just choosing all of the, uh, the dark brooding, um, very in-depth, uh, great words like that I'm not able to use right now. <laughs> Apparently my speaking is not working, but it's just these fantastic, uh, well, 
well-written shit. I don't even know. Um, so you you do the poem, and it depends on who you know who you want to like it. And then when you go and you the next day, you have to have all the girls read your poems, um, and you can choose who out of the four you want to read it first. Um, and they're very happy that you shared it with them first, uh, and. It goes from there. Now, the the main part of this game, I don't want to spoil a bunch as far as the uh, the in-game dialogue and things because it's pretty cool getting to know the characters. But, but, Sayori starts acting very strangely. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Yes. Very strangely. And she, uh, she starts showing up a little later to school. Um, you having to go and wake her up. Because she's not ready. Um, and she starts... <clears throat> there's one day you go to her house. And you're, you're talking to her. And she just tells you that she's been really depressed. And that she's been depressed her whole life. And the reason that she's late for school and things. Is because she does not want to get out of bed every day. Yeah. She has to look for a reason to get out of bed. So... You kind of talk her through it and let her know, hey, I'm here for you. Anything that you need for anything that I can do to make this situation better, please tell me and I will, I will fix it. And she's like, I just want you to be happy. All, all of this very emotional, emotional writing uh, just is thrown at you and you're trying to take in these emotions. And um, you, that weekend you have to plan for the, uh, this festival that's going on at your school. Mm-hmm. And... The festival itself is just for all the clubs at school to kind of show off and try to get more members into them and be like, hey, this is the reason you should join our club. So you're given a choice. Um, Sayori is not there. She leaves early. So you're given a choice um, of helping Natsuki with baking cupcakes, helping Yuri with doing the banners and stuff, or helping Monica with pamphlets. Now... Which did you choose? Uh, first, I choose Sayori. Okay, yeah. So you chose Sayori, um, and I don't believe it lets you choose her. I think it tells you that she's gonna be. I don't think she was like helping Monica or something, um, because she's a choice. But it doesn't let you actually choose her. And then I believe that you chose Yuri after that. Yes. Um, my first go through, I chose Yuri because, like I said, I really liked her. Mm-hmm. Right. So me and you chose the same path. Um, I do know somewhat of what goes on with Natsuki, so I can touch on that. But so on the weekend, you go to check on Sayori, and she's all depressed and saying that Monica's talking to her about stuff, but she won't really tell you what it is. And this is where um, she tells you that she just wishes that she knows that you're going to hang out with Yuri today and she's happy that you're making friends and she just wishes that you would be happy and all, all of these things that you know, a good friend would say to one another, but like your dude is just, there's something off about it, but he can't really think about it because he's still got Yuri coming over. So Yuri shows up. And at this point I asked you when you were playing, have you noticed anything strange about Yuri? Because I had played through this previously. So I knew that not at that point, not, not at that point. point I had noticed. So, it was around this point when I was playing through that I noticed that Yuri was always in long sleeve shirts. Always. And something ticked into my head because, again, going back to the high school that we went to, there were girls who always wore long sleeve shirts. And there was a reason behind that, and we'll get to that in a little bit in the game. So she comes in. Uh, you guys start working together. And she takes out this knife. And she's talking about how she's got a thing for knives. And she hopes you don't think that's very weird, but it's true. She's got a thing. She really likes knives. Um... So your guy takes the knife and he's kind of looking at it and he goes to touch the tip of it to see how sharp it is like an idiot because, you know, all of us do that because we're all idiots. And he he touches it, boom, cuts his finger open. Yuri is like, oh, my goodness. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'll go clean it up. I don't mean to gross you out. And she grabs his finger and shoves it in her mouth, starts licking the wound. And it's like, whoa, whoa, girl's kinky blood fetish up in this bitch. No, man, but it's fucking Jesus. Anyways, so she sucks on your finger a bit and then apologizes. She gets super embarrassed and your dude's like, hey, it's all good. Like, no reason. I'm not going to judge you. Everybody likes what they like, you know? 
It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So you guys are flustered. Um, you end up bumping heads. You get pain on her. And you have to, like, dab it off with a warm cloth. And she has you, like, hold her face for a little bit with it. And there's this whole moment we all have together. So you finish up. And as you're taking her out so for her to leave, uh, you guys are conversing. And she gets really close to you. And then she's like, oh, shit, and backs up. And here comes Sayori. Yep. And Sayori, at this point, at this point, the game is still pretty much dating Sam. Yeah. Just with some, like, depression-type stuff thrown in. Yeah. Definitely starting to get a dark time. And Sayori comes up and says hi to both of us. And Yuri's like, I'm sorry, but I was just leaving. And she fucking hauls ass. Like, she's embarrassed. Like, she was, you know, we all just got caught about a kiss. Yep. So she just hauls ass. So Sayori's like... I knew that coming over here would just depress me, and that's why I did it. I knew this is the punishment, but I needed to see it for myself. And uh, I have personally been in those types of situations where it's like, no, I need to just see this so it can break my fucking heart in a million pieces, and then I can just go ahead and deal with it. It's like and a closure. Get it out. Yeah, you know it's, it's just coming, like, so rip the band Just fucking, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um... So you sit there and try to talk to her and she tells you like, you look so happy. So why does it feel like my heart is being ripped in two? You know? And she's like, what the fuck is going on? Why do I feel this way? So she expresses that she loves you basically. And you have a choice. This is one of the only choices you're given in the game that actually matter. Well, actually I don't know if it matters or not, but to me it felt like it mattered. It's you can tell her you love her or you can tell her that that she'll be there. That she is the best friend you'll ever have, basically. And you went with the best friend option. Yes. And the dialogue reflected it as you turned her down. Like, you shot her down. And she turns around and drops to her knees and, like, screams. Like she's starting her breakdown. Yeah, and then she looks at you and smiles and runs off. Now, when I played through, I told her I loved her. Because I'm the type of person that if somebody is that upset, I will tell them what they want to hear to make them feel better. And then later on, we'll handle that. Up to a certain extent. Okay. Up to a certain extent. I'm not, I'm not going to do something life-changing in yeah. that kind of situation. But if somebody is like, oh, I'm so stupid. It's like, no, you're not. And later on, it's going to be like, all right, well, listen, we need to talk about these stupid decisions you've been making lately. But maybe word it differently. You know what I mean? Approach it differently. Mm-hmm. I approached it with the aspect of... This is somebody in the <clears throat> in the character wise that you you've grown up with, you you had known. And you go back to those decisions. If 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 things didn't work out, then not only did you screw up a relationship, you lost a friend. You know, it always just makes things different. So I took that into consideration as far as the characters and the backstory went. Yeah, I can get that totally. I can get that totally. You know, you you have some people that are good enough friends that you think, you know, well, if if we did try something and it didn't work out and yeah it could, it could fuck up everything i've had that happen personally recently so it, it you know it is just like it happens and you you want to try to avoid that so i can totally understand why you chose the way you did um i remember when i chose that i love you she was like that's what i've always wanted to hear so why does it feel like i'm being stabbed in the chest when you said you just wanted to be friends she said Oh, so this is what being stabbed in the chest feels like. So, there's a little bit of variance in dialogue, you know, depending on your choice. But, in the end, it's the same outcome. You go to school the next day, and Monica is putting out these pamphlets for the the festival, and she's like, Sayori's not here. Uh, Or, you know, you say, I I figured Yuri would have been here already, and you're like, she's like, no, it's just me. Um, Why didn't you bring Sayori with you. Don't you guys walk to school? I mean, today would have been the perfect day to walk with her after what you said to her yesterday. Yeah. And your guys like, what the fuck did you just say? How do you know about that? And your dude's like, there's no way Sayori told her all about that. Did she? She's like, you should probably go check on her. But anyways, here, read the pamphlet before you go. Like, read the pamphlet. So you open up the pamphlet and you're flipping through and it's Yuri's poem that you've already read, which, by the way, the poems the girls write are actually all very deep. They're deep, they're different, but they're deep. Even if they're a few words, they all have meaning to them. Like, they're yes. legit poems. Um, they weren't just... And they might not just be flat out. Oh, they're, not at they're, all. They're hidden in there, too. 
yeah, yeah. Their their meanings it would be like you got to dig deep to really figure out what they're talking about. But once you do, you're like, whoa, okay. So you read the two poems, and you're like, all right, I've seen these. These are good. And then you get to Sayori's poem, and it just says, "Get out of my head." Get out of my head, 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 over and over and over and over and over and over. And then at the end, it's like, get out of my head before I do what's best for you. Get out of my head, something, get out of my head, something, get out of my head before this poem is over. But the poem never ends. It just, the 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 ink just stops or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, your, your character's like, oh, fuck, I need... I need to stop touching the mic for one. I need to I need to go check on Sayori. Yes. So your dude takes off after Sayori and Monica, who is completely calm about all of this, is just like, don't strain yourself. Yeah, not concerned at all. So you get to her house, and much like the other day when you tried to get her in, into her room, when she was in her room, she doesn't answer the door. She's not answering her phone. So you knock on her door, and you open the door, and there she is. Hanging from a noose. Surprisingly hanging. And Chris's face, for anyone listening, when I saw when this scene came up, was just like a, oh, shit. And I said, yeah, welcome to the actual game. Now it starts getting good. And definitely like a uh, like a scare jump. But not to the effect of it fully being jumped out of my seat surprised like a mental. You know, you did not expect for that to be the outcome. Yeah, because you figure the way this game has been going, that you would help her solve her depression, and she'd end up being your girlfriend, the club would be thriving. No, motherfucker. She killed herself. You drove her to it. You failed. That's what they basically and plotted such, as. And such right away. Right after the decision, it wasn't Yeah. Before it happened. And then a little screen pops up. Sayori.charactertext. Delete. And then it takes you back to the main menu, and there's this weird glitch where Sayori used to be, and all the three other girls. So you press play, and the, the play button is all glitched out, just begging you to press it, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. they did that on purpose. They want you to continue Curiosity. playing. Yep. So the game starts up like it normally did, and every time you mention Sayori's name, it's just a bunch of weird letters and text, like computer glitches. And then it shows her when she shows up in the first scene and it's all glitched apart and then the screen just goes Bwah! and then you're you're at the same scene but you start talking about how you've always walked to school alone. Yeah, like she, she never Like existed. she never existed at all. And then you go to school, you're in class, class is over, you get approached by Monica. Now, it was stated in the first bit and in this bit, that you knew Monica from the year previous at school. She was the most popular girl in class. Again, stated way out of your league. Yes. She asks you to join the literature club just to stop by, see what you think. Now this time, in the first one, Natsuki had made cupcakes because Sayori said that she had somebody that she was bringing to the club. Yes. This time, Monica gets you at school and asks you to stop by after school. So when you stop by, Natsuki is like, Way to way to ruin the vibe. You brought a dude, but I wish you had told me that somebody new was coming. I would have, well, you know, made cupcake. Yeah, you know, she, she she doesn't say that, but that's what they're hinting at. Is yes. So you're like already there's things that are little things that are changing, other than you know your best friend's existence being wiped out of the fucking game. So you start to talk to Yuri and Natsuki and Monica, and you're doing the poems, and the game is going exactly the way it did the first time, except every once in a while there's these little weird glitches. Like, their eyes will look weird for a second, and then it'll stop. Yep. And Natsuki and Yuri are being way more aggressive towards one's and one another. Especially Yuri towards Natsuki. Mm-hmm. So, very quickly, Yuri starts developing this almost obsessive nature about you. Where she's like, we can, you know, do you want to read with me in the club today? You know, we come, come over here yeah, by me. And, you know, just, starts out. and you guys are reading the book together, and she... She just becomes crazier and crazier as as the, as it progresses, as it progresses, and there are, there are these parts that she starts talking, and then it's like this bolder text will pop up and just be like, forget 
forget what I just said. <coughs> it, you know, it's, it's just the most inverted text um, as far as color-wise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. A good, it's a good way to put it, and <clears throat> it builds and builds to the point that Yuri tells basically Monica and Natsuki to go fuck themselves. That she has you all to herself, and then it glitches out, and things speed up really quickly. And you're back in the classroom, and you're repeating the same day over again. Now, before it's... No, I'm sorry. Before it's sped up, she tells you she's going to make tea before you guys sit down to read. Yes. yes yeah. She and, and she goes to get water. And about ten minutes later, you go to look for her. You find her. She's got cuts all over her arm. Like, you hear this... <gasps> like, those kinds of yeah, noises. Yeah. And, you like, these weird moaning. And you walk around the corner to see her with her sleeve up, and her arm is covered in cuts. And then the screen glitches out, speeds forward a bunch, then rewinds, and then you start the day over. No acknowledgement. No, none. And it goes the exact same, other than I think there's some, some dialogue between Yuri and Natsuki changes a little bit. But And she says, I need to go for water. And then you go out there, and you're like, she's like, this feels like deja vu. Have we been here before? And... You know, she's still got the cuts all up and down her arm, and the text speeds by her really quickly. Yes. To the point that I looked at Chris, and I was like, why did you tap that fast? He's like, I didn't. And it just asks yes or no, with no context as to what the answer is. And I think you clicked no. I clicked no. Yeah, you clicked no. I don't remember what I clicked at this point, but she gets this look on her face, and she starts maniacally laughing to herself, and she looks up at you, takes the knife, and oh well okay before that before that that. is when you're talking to her in the hallway yeah in the hallway she's talking about she wants to be with you forever and she can just stay there and you guys can live together and eat together and sleep together and all and as she's saying all of this stuff in the the screen becomes fuzzy like an old vhs tape and fading in slowly is a picture of monica Oh, yeah, right over her, right over her character. Right over Yuri, until at the end it starts sending you computer glitches, and Monica is just right there on the screen. Yes. And at this point you were like, what the fuck? And it's it's been hinted at that Monica's a weirdo throughout this whole thing, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, about those times, the, uh, the music was a key awareness. When um, the music would cut out, I would know something, something just wasn't right, something was about to go down. And the next thing you know, wham, bam, didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, there were times that the music would, uh, what, what's the word? It, it would, the, the key, it would, it would go off key. Like it would be playing the song that you would be hearing the entire time. And then it would just start hitting keys that were just slightly out of place. Like if you were playing piano, you hit the key next to the key you meant to hit. And it, it would do that, but then it would go back to playing the song normally. And it was very, very strange, right? Enough to get your attention, eerie. Yeah, for sure. And you knew something was coming when the music completely cut out, like you said. So you're standing out there. She asks you this question. You don't know what she's asking you. You're just giving the yes or no. Chris clicks no. She starts laughing maniacally to herself, and she looks at you, and she pulls a knife out. She stabs herself in the stomach. She pulls it out, stabs herself in the stomach, pulls it out, shoves it in her chest. And then you are left to look at her body, laying there on the ground in the classroom. And a bunch of just jumbled text comes up on the screen. Now, this is the point where I showed you an interesting fact. That during this part, if you click history, at any other point during the game, you can click history and see the conversations that you've been having. And that way you can be like, oh God, what were they talking about? And you can click it and you can go and look. Now, while she's dead and all this text is scrolling by, if you click history, what it says in history is the exact same thing as the description of the game on Steam itself. Now, I would like to read that to all of you. Let me get it pulled up here. So when you click the history, this is what it says. Welcome to our literature club. It's always been a dream of mine to make something special out of the things that I love. And now that you're a club member, you can help me make that dream come true in this cute game. It's Monica here. Every day is full of chit-chat and fun activities with all of my adorable and unique club members. 
Sayori, the youthful bundle of sunshine who values happiness the most, Natsuki, the deceivingly cute girl who packs an assertive punch, Yuri, the timid and mysterious one who finds com- or comfort in the world of books, and of course, Monica, the leader of the club. That's me! I'm super excited to make friends with everyone and help the Literature Club become a more intimate place for all of my members, but I can already tell that you're a sweetheart. Will you promise to spend the most time with me? Now, that last part. You were not able to spend time with Monica other than once or twice in this game. No. So that part is, that, that just, that is very tell On this store page, there is a hint to where this game is going, right? So that is what it says, and I told you, I said, the only way to get past this part, unless you want to sit here and click for hours and hours and hours, and I don't even know if it'll work, I know that you have to hit skip. And skip fast forwards through the entire weekend of the game, and you'll see it get light, dawn, or dusk, dark, dawn, light, dusk, dark. And as the weekend goes by, Yuri's body starts getting paler and paler and her eyes start getting a little darker and sunken in a little bit and she's rotting in front of you yes. you basically your character is in shock staring at her all weekend in this classroom with are there no janitors not on the weekends are there no janitors not on the weekends they don't check shit before they close the school up on friday that'll nah, be fine apparently not jesus christ anyway natsuki comes in on Monday, good morning, you know, I'm ready to start it. And she sees Yuri, and she just freaks out, screams, and it shows her throwing up and running out of the classroom. Monica comes in, completely unfazed. She's like, oh, well, I guess that I, that was she, coming. Yeah. She actually asked you if you've been there all weekend. Oh, okay, okay. So this was at the point that I had stepped out of the room, I believe, to use the restroom. So you were playing this part by yourself in a... She asked you if you've been there all weekend? So, okay, so then... She, she acknowledged that you had been there all weekend. Um, with the same scene behind you that the other character ran out puking to. Yeah, with Yuri dead. Um, so, Monica goes on a little bit about how you should have just basically spent time with her and none of this would have happened type exactly. thing. And it pops up on this. She goes, actually, you know what? I'll take care of this. And it pops up on the screen and it says... Yuri character file, delete. Natsuki character file, delete. The game glitches out again. Oh, real quick, before we move on from here. Interesting little tidbit. Um, During one of the scenes where you're talking with the girls after Sayori has killed herself, in the background of the classroom there is a calendar. At certain points, that calendar will be replaced with a picture of Sayori hanging herself in the background of the classroom. It is fucking morbid. It is fucking morbid. You gotta look close. Pay attention to the background. Yeah. I, uh, I took some pictures of it. I, we don't have show notes or anything, but you know, if you'd like to see what we're talking about, um, you know, hit us up on Facebook at the Steam Machine Podcast on Facebook, and I will gladly show you what we're talking about. Or you can easily you know, go to Google and find it yourself. Whatever you prefer. Now... The game comes back on. It plays through like it's going to start over again, right? Yes. And then you're just in a room with Monica. Now, in this room with Monica, she starts telling you how, basically, she knows she's in a video game. She knows everything. Mm-hmm. She, was in, she was in control of it all. She wanted to spend time with you. She didn't think it was fair that she was programmed to just be standing on the sidelines watching you try to impress these three girls, which, why isn't she good enough? Why isn't she good enough for you to be able to spend time with and all of this? So she started to make Sayori's depression worse. She was, she was definitely having a helping hand behind yeah. the scene. Hoping, hoping to make Sayori's kind of drive you away. And that didn't work. So she made her kill herself. So Yuri... She tried to make Yuri's obsessive personality amplified, and it, it it worked against her favor because it ended up making Yuri make you spend all the time with her, Yuri and not with Monica. Yep. So Yuri killed herself, and then Natsuki is just taken out by Monica, so she doesn't even have to fucking worry about her. Right? Yes. Now, I am not 100% sure that if you were to choose the Natsuki storyline that that wouldn't be swapped in the end. 
because if I remember correctly, you know, when you, when you find out that Yuri has a knife fetish and a blood fetish, I believe if you were to go, if you go and bake with Natsuki, you end up wrestling around with her and finding out that I think it's her dad abuses her and beats her or maybe even worse than that. I, I really don't, I haven't. Some of her poems hinted to uh, bottles, alcohol, not having a good uh, daddy relationship. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so Monica starts just explaining that she, she deleted them. She deleted everything. She fucked up the code. She's like, let's see if the game still works. And it brings up the poem game. And all your choices are just Monica and different versions of Monica. Monica with letters missing. Not just that. The whole screen is distorted. That Yeah, the true. Screen, true. The music. All the little chibis are gone except Monica's. It is fucking wild. And she starts telling you. She says, we named our character John Cena for this playthrough. Just to make it a little, a little more lighthearted. And uh, she was like, you know, I really love you, John Cena. Or, that's at least that's what she went by in this game. I know your real name is Dalton, and we were playing on MySBC, so it didn't say Chris, you know. When I first played this, bro, I don't think it hit you quite as hard as it hit me, because it said my name. Yeah. But I was playing this game by myself. At the point that I had gotten this this part in the game, it was about, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning. I was rightly baked, rightly amped up on some caffeine, and just playing this game, I needed to see the end of it. And when this thing was like, but that's not your real name, is it, Dalton? I was like, <gasps> I've been hacked. What the fuck? Yeah. And then she starts <clears throat> saying that it was easy. I just had to delete their character files. The, the game has a character folder, and their files were in it, and all I had to do was go in it and delete it. It was so easy. But <clears throat> you're playing on Steam, so it made it a little harder. I had to go to browse local files and find it that way through the Steam uh, overlay. And I was like, Oh my god, what the fuck is going on right now? So Monica just sits there and starts talking about how you guys are going to be together forever. And then anytime that you log in, she'll be here waiting for you, just sitting here. And she'll always have something new to say. And then it goes quiet, and she's just looking at you. But then she said something that I didn't see on my playthrough. She came up and like started talking about... She hopes that you dealing with Sayori has opened your eyes to depression because some of your friends that are trying to make you smile and happy can be the most depressed people that there are. They just don't want to show you. They don't want to be a bother. So if you've learned anything from this game to, you know, your friends that seem like they might be depressed, you know, just tell them like, hey, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, I miss you. Like that kind of thing. Like make sure that you let them know that you care and that they, they have somebody who loves you. And like being somebody who suffers from depression hardcore, like I totally understand that. And it was really, it was a cool thing to see. It made me feel bad that I was telling you, yeah, you have to delete Monica. So in order to beat this game the way that I did, I, I did not apparently, I did not get the good ending and neither did you because I didn't, I didn't realize that there was a good ending. We'll get to that. Um, but the ending that we got is you delete Monica. She is like, what? Did you fucking delete me? Are you serious? You go back to the house with her and her character's all scrambled. And she's, yeah, she's scrambled up. You guys are in, you know, when you're sitting there and she's looking at you, you're like in this classroom and outside of the window is just space. Nothing. There's nothing but you and her. And she's all scrambled and she's like, I can't believe you did this to me. The game's over now. Fuck you. I hate you. And then the screen goes black. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And then a little square pops up with a bunch of dots. And it says, I still love you. I can't hate you. I did all of this because I wanted to be with you. And I realized I was being selfish. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's about your happiness, not mine. I'm going to restore the game. And let you play the way that it was meant to be played. I, I'm sorry, basically. And game restarts. Now at this point, you might have to fill me in on a couple things that I'm going to be blank about because I had to leave the room again while you were doing the end of the game. Game starts up again, and Sayori is the head of the club. Yes. Correct? 
Yes, and she starts telling you like you you decide to join the club and everything's going hunky dory. And she starts telling you like awesome, and you can come here and hang out with us every day. And she's like, and then we can like always read together, and then we can eat together and sleep together. And her eyes start going crazy, like getting bigger. Yeah. And this thing, and then she's talking all of this. And she sounds just like Monica. And then this voice comes over—not voice, but like the uh, the negative text again. It's like, no, I won't let you do this. I'm sorry. This has to end here, or something along those lines. You know. Yep. So. The screen goes black. Credits start rolling. As a picture goes up to credits, when it gets towards the top of the credits, it says, file deleted. Goes up, another picture goes up. File deleted. And Monica is explaining the whole time, you know, and she's like, she's sorry again. that you know, it, at the end of the credits, you get one last poem to read. And you read it, and it's not even a poem. It's just a note from Monica that said, I've decided to shut down the literature club. No happiness can be found here. Yes, that's what I got. And that's the end of the game. And it is, I don't know if I was able to sit here and give it justice, but like, what an amazing fucking game. For it being free, it's free on Steam uh, if you guys want to play it. Or I think, I believe you can actually Google Doki Doki Literature Club and go to the website and download it. It uh you can't you can't go wrong. You don't spend any money. It's about four or five hours. We you know, it, it, it's five point five hours I have on record. And I've played through it twice. So, you know, there's a good little bit now. Actually, I want to uh touch on the good ending of the game. There is a more positive ending if you viewed all of the optional scenes in a single playthrough, now going back to when you're playing, Monica gives you tips, like her writing tip of the day. And one of them is save often. You don't know when you're going to want to go back and see something else. And then she goes, I don't know what I'm talking about though. Yeah. Like she, she just like tells you some fourth wall breaking shit. And then was like, ah, I don't know where that came from. Great words. So, if you viewed all of those scenes in a single playthrough, which requires saving and loading at several points before witnessing Sayori's initial suicide, Sayori instead expresses her gratitude to the player for emotionally supporting all of her club members, tearfully bids farewell and assures the player that all the club members loved them before deleting the game herself. And after the credits, the player is presented with a message from the game developer, Dan Salvato. I don't know what this says. I'm going to have to play through and check it out sometime, but... If the player preemptively deletes Monica's file from the directory before starting the game at all, Sayori is made the default leader of the club, and upon realizing the true nature of the game and her role in it, Sayori panics and forcefully closes the game. And if you open the game again, you will just see an image of Sayori hanging herself. Oh, wow. Fuck, bro. What a ride. Like, what a ride. I cannot put this over enough there's a reason that the overall rating for this game on steam is overwhelmingly positive oh i believe it and it has multiple different endings uh you have numerous different poems uh the glitches and everything like that just makes it a well-rounded game yeah and, and all the little easter eggs too but like this is definitely worth playing through um if you enjoy story uh, I, w- I would heed the game's warnings in the beginning that if you have depression and anxiety and it's really bad, this game might trigger the fuck out of you. Um, so there's, you know, just remember that. Um, now, that that pretty much covers uh, Doki Doki itself. But I would like to, before we wrap up, say that, Chris, I appreciate you coming on. I know this is your first podcast. You have, you know, you're an avid listener of some wrestling podcasts, but you've never actually done a podcast yourself. So, a few things that we like to ask new people around here. Um, I know that you are not quite the gamer like I am. Um, I, I put you more in the category that I put Ryan as a casual gamer. You yes. play when you can. Yes. Um, what would you, if you could give me a top five games that you've played? Um, or or just some series that you love. If you don't have a top five, just yeah, give me some series that you love. Um, well, like you said, wrestling, so I definitely start off with the 2Ks, and back when they were uh, with THQ and stuff like that, here comes the pain. Oh, back when they were good. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, gotcha. storylines. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
major one would be Metal Gear Solid, the whole series. Great series, holy I shit. Every series of those back to back, even though they take me 20 hours each game. Well, uh, then whenever, we've got two different Metal Gear games on the list, so maybe I'll bug you whenever those pop up. We have a two and five so awesome. far, and I'm going to try to add one to that list as well. Definitely a big fan of that. Um, and not too many else besides that. I mean, I, I got some Assassin's Creed I'm starting to get into. But They're pretty good. They're pretty when, good. When I get the time to have some downtime, I like to just throw in some wrestling and get some frustrations out. You know? I understand that, dog. I understand that. Um, we were actually, we were going to cover the storyline mode for WWE 2K20 this week um, as well, along with this game. But, you know, with, with everything that happened and uh, not being able to cover through the woods, um, I was like, all right, let's do the storyline for this. And then me and Chris finished Doki Doki and decided to record this. And I looked up, all right, well, maybe we can knock out the story mode for WWE tomorrow. And it's a little over 20 hours. So I was like, oh, all right, well, let's just do Doki Doki Literature Club this week. Yeah. then. <laughs> that, that's what happens when you can't skip those Yeah. And, and I, all right, spoiler for when we eventually do WWE 2K20. I can already tell you that story mode is going to be absolute hot ass. That, but the gameplay is all right for what it is. It is a terrible PC port. Uh, it crashes on me all the fucking time. But we'll cover that when we actually get to 2K20 itself. But I know that me and you have a blast. Like we were joking last night that I gave this game, I gave WW2K20 a negative review on Steam, just because it's like, dude, this game crashes all the time. Yeah. Like, please put out a patch that fixes it. And Steam asked me, like, hey, you've put another 60 hours in this since you've reviewed it. Would you like to re -re like redo your review? And it's like, no. It is still an absolute piece of trash that I'm wasting my time on, but I'm still wasting my time on it, yes. Yes, if, if, not, <laughs> if not worse now. My uh, my whole thing, though, is, like, the universe mode. I like setting up what I want to do, uh, my, my own storylines in my head, my own headcanon. I, I enjoy that a lot more than I do the the story mode itself, which the story mode is was cooler to me back in the day when they didn't refer to you as a name because in the last in 2K19 they called you Buzz. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to be called Buzz? Unless your last name is Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Buddy. Exactly. Now, in this one they call you Trey, which isn't as bad. But what's even worse is the nickname. Yeah, what is it? it oh yeah, that's right. His nickname is Trey because he slipped on a lunch tray. Yep. And then your girl's nickname red. is Red because she gets pissed off yeah. and turns red. Ugh, so fucking dumb. Save it for another time, but But, yeah. Alright, let's, uh, it is 3.30 in the morning, and the weather's fine. It's a cool, crisp 67 degrees out. Hello, fall. <laughs> well, it's now 3.24, and it's 27 degrees. Quite a drop there. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Guys, I really appreciate you listening. Um, me and Chris are both using one microphone, so I apologize if the sound isn't like what you're used to. But, you know, with, with Ryan's family emergency and Chris, again, thank you for jumping in to fill it. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Regardless, we hope that you enjoyed Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, we are half asleep and just been at it all day. So, uh, I apologize if my editing is not good. I'm, I'm, you know what? Oh, fuck that. I'm going to edit this tomorrow. There you go. Fuck it. I'll edit you it tomorrow. <laughs> so, all right. If you would like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash the steam machine podcast, or you can go find us on Twitter at steam underscore podcast. If you would like to tell Chris how good of a job he did on his first podcast, you can find him on Facebook at Chris Mick. I'm sure you'll find him in the comments on Steam Machine Podcast at some point. And if you see him, tell him how good he did. Or tell him he sucked a big bag of dicks. Whatever. But I'm, I, would, I would much prefer you tell him to suck a big bag of dicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> edit. Edit take three. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm just kidding. He did a good job. Everybody let him know he did a good job. Um, and he filled in for Ryan when it was a, a, a very, you know, not serious, but serious, if that makes sense, situation. So, Unforeseen yeah. circumstances. Yes, yes. And um, we still have the giveaway at the end of the month. The post is up on Facebook. Um, I will pin it 
to the channel when I think about it. Um, go on there, find the post. Um, we asked you, you know, do you have a favorite horror game memory or just a favorite Halloween memory in general? If you leave that, you will be entered in the contest to win the Steam key for the game Lust for Darkness. Lust for Darkness, which I might try to find a way to work that in this month so I can kind of give you a review, make you want to be like, hey, fuck, maybe I do want to enter this contest and check this game out. So uh, I know things are kind of fuzzy when Ryan with when Ryan is going to be back, so I don't know if I will bug Chris again next week or if I will just be doing a solo show, but I will be here in one way or another for you lovely listeners. And also, this Sunday, which will be October... This Sunday, which will be October 4th, the JRPG Report is having another Sunday special with special guest, moi, me. So if you would like to hear me um, talking a lot more family-friendly than I do on this motherfucking show, head on over to the JRPG Report and hear me and James talk about Persona and uh, what I thought about persona 4 golden and how you know my waifu choice went um also if you uh, we talk just jrpgs in general you know he was asking me about what we've got coming up on the list what i've got to look forward to um even mentioned some of the some of the shows that he would like to uh join us and talk about the games on so it's a lot of good fun check him out james is a great buddy of ours over on the jrpg report anything that you need to know for your weekly jrpg news he has got you covered um and also, I want to end again with a shout-out to Factory Steeled, and especially Mike, who loves my sexy voice. And the guys in Tadpog and Tadpog Nation, Tadpog Discord, we've been playing uh, Among Us together on Thursdays. And it has been an absolute blast to the point that like we started playing at about 10 last night and stopped playing at about 3 a.m. So it was a great time. And like I've been having a blast with those guys. I don't know what I would do without the gaming communities that I have been uh, becoming a part of lately. And well, I say lately, it's been the past few years, but, and just all of the friends that I have met through the podcast, through gaming, through all of that, like I love all of you. And that's what, uh, if anything, I took away from anything from Doki Doki literature club. It's that depression is a bitch and that I don't want to try to like, let it affect me more than I have. Uh, So, you know, I appreciate you all. Um, I'm going to keep doing this show because it really, I really enjoy it. And uh, I'm rambling because I'm baked like a cake. So, Chris, is there anything that you would like to say to wrap us up here, man? Definitely a good game. Give it a chance and uh, have a good one. And on that note, guys, he's Chris Mig. I'm Dalton. And as always, take it easy. <laughs>